What is up, guys? Thank you for tuning in to the Unsportsmanlike podcast. Ooh. Episode number two. We're feeling good. A week late. Sorry. Um, hey, it is what it is. You know, things come up. Um, I just want to start off by saying, you know, again, the seven to ten of you that are actually listening, we appreciate you. We greatly appreciate um, you. We haven't got the numbers back yet, but we'll see. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll keep you guys posted on the numbers, but... Uh, definitely be a friend, tell a friend, you got friends that like bullshit, you like friends who, you got friends who like football, give us a shout. Yeah. So, um, today's episode, we're going to do a little AFC preview, some team needs, kind of how those needs will be addressed and things of that nature. All right. So I want to start in the South. Um, so we have... Get the shittiest division out of the way just, first. <laughs> just get the shit show out of the way. Um, Maybe not for long, though. We'll see. Hey, we'll see. Um, so as far as the South goes, you got Jacksonville. They're picking number one, so they're going to fill their biggest need being quarterback. Yeah, to me, Jacksonville might be the most intriguing team of the offseason. They have three top 35 picks, so they're obviously going to get Trevor Lawrence. They have a chance to get two other impact players. Um, they have more cap space than any other team. I mean, with plenty of needs, of course. Um, they have some pieces in place. They've got Josh Allen. They drafted Caleb on Chason and C.J. Henderson last year. So they have some building blocks on defense. Uh, really, they could go any number of directions, but they're in a good spot right now, I think. I'd say so. I mean, you get those guys on rookie contracts. You know, you have a lot of room to play around in the free agent market. Right. And, again, with, the amount, with having so much cap space that they do, they could go after – any of the high-priced guys they want. I mean, I've even heard maybe that an Allen Robinson reunion could be possible. Hey, you know, send him down there, give him a quarterback to throw to him. Yeah, I mean, why not? They have a good situation to sell it on. I mean, I'm curious to see how Urban Meyer will do as an NFL head coach. Uh, I think that's going to be really interesting to start the season next year. And I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on Jacksonville whenever things get going. I would say so, too. Um, realistically, for me, I think their defense is, I mean, every almost every position needs an upgrade. Um, I would say their pass rush is going to be the biggest thing because in a quarterback-heavy league like this, man, you got to be able to rush the passer. They're just not good at it. Right, but again, they have a couple good pieces. they got Josh Allen, you know. Like I said, they have Caleb on chase on. He didn't have a great rookie year, but, I mean, you know, it's one year, and with the abbreviated offseason, it's not – you know, it's not hard to see guys improving after that. They still have Miles Jack, who's a really sturdy guy on defense. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens now that they're, at least tentatively, will be an actual offseason this year um, to see how guys are a little bit more prepared for the season, I would say. Yeah, but overall, like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm crazy, but depending on how they handle free agency in the draft... I could see them going worse to first next year. And I know that – I don't know if that counts as a bold prediction with having Trevor Lawrence as your quarterback. But, I mean, I think going from, you know, what was it, 1-15 to, I mean, eight wins is a huge improvement, which I think they could do. But I could honestly see a scenario where they win the division. Because, listen, the Texans, despite Deshaun Watson we'll, – we'll talk about that in a little bit – aren't going to be good next year. Not even close. Uh Indianapolis, it really all rides on how Carson Wentz performs. And 100%. With Tennessee, I mean, I think, I don't know. 
I just, I mean, they're a good team, but I could see them taking a step back. I agree with that. I think, I mean, how long is Derrick Henry going to keep up that pace? Right. Being Derrick Henry. And but back then, to Jacksonville. Realistically, I think uh, as far as Jacksonville goes, like we said, I mean, it's one of those things where they have a lot of needs, but I think that they have all of the ability to fill those needs through free agency, through the draft. They're obviously going to grab Trevor. I think maybe they grab one of the rushers, the edge rushers towards the end. Cam Robinson is a free agent. Maybe they grab like a left tackle. Yeah, I could see that. Before we uh, go any farther here, did you see that report that like there was at least five to six teams who had Zach Wilson ahead of Trevor Lawrence on the draft board? I did not see that. I, I think it's. I don't agree with it, but it's probably five or six Jets guys who are like, yeah, no, you you definitely should not take Trevor Lawrence. So. New York beat writers like, dude, it's not, definitely it's not don't. Good. It looks like a bum. Don't even. I mean, we're not gonna. Yeah, Just come on, his, his shoulder, his shoulder, we're man. Not gonna do it. <laughs> Oh, but that's okay. That's a little wild to me. Um, no, it's. I mean, I and listen. Nobody loves Zach Wilson more than I do. I love his arm. I've been tweeting about it, talking about it all year. Like he is. I think he's. The going, dude won't shut up about it. I think. <laughs> shut up. I think he's going to be really good. But he's not going to be Trevor Lawrence. One hundred percent. And I mean, come on. If we're comparing hair alone, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is obviously. Oh. Far and away the best on the draft. Did you see the... Isn't there like a chick at Clemson who looks just like him? Literally his twin. It's the scariest <laughs> thing. <laughs> she puts on a headband and his jersey and it's like identical. It's like the scariest God. thing. I don't think it together. That'd be a cute couple. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Just breeding little twins. Ugh. That's disgusting. Twins Moving on. Weird. <laughs> so, Sorry, uh, twins. if we go up a little bit further north, hit Tennessee, honestly, I'd say they would definitely need some pass rush. Um, yeah, they need... They need really a lot of stuff, too. They need anything on the defensive line, really. Um, their secondary is okay. They drafted Christian Fulton last year, I believe, in the second round. They traded for Desmond King. I think he's a free agent, but they could re-sign him. Um, realistically, I think I, they need to get some more offensive line depth, too. Well, that's true. Um, Everybody can use their, offensive line depth. Their first-round pick, Isaiah Wilson, from Georgia last year has been an absolute disaster, and that was that's turning out to be maybe the worst pick of the first round last year. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, he's a total head case, and now they're questioning, you know, not even a, I mean, after one full season, which he didn't even play every game, I don't even know how many games he played, I'm going to be honest, but I mean, they're already questioning if he even wants to play football, which is. You know, a really bad look. Terrifying. A really bad look for your scouting department. <laughs> that is terrifying. Uh, but other than that, um, we'll see how Ryan Tannehill does next year. I think people expected him to take a step back this year, and he really didn't. I think Ryan Tannehill is a solid quarterback. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Corey Davis. See if they can keep him or him around. You know, they already have AJ Brown, but people need weapons. So I would, if I'm them, I would definitely try to keep him around. Um, if it was after 2019, I probably wouldn't say the same thing. But no, he had a breakout year last year. With the year, sure. yeah, with the year that he had last year, you got to resign that guy. Give that give that man his money. Um, yeah, I agree. They could, they could also, I think, be a player for some of the free agent pass rushers. 
Um, I don't know if J.J. Watt is interested in playing in his own division, if he just wants to... I, I don't know if he harbors any bad feelings towards Houston or would want to stick it to him twice a year. I see a lot of reports tying him there because of Rabel. Right. Um, and it's one of those things that, I mean, yes, when you tie it that way, it does make sense. Uh, but like you said, it's a divisional thing. Um, me personally, I think maybe you grab Von Miller if that doesn't work out in Denver the way that... Because, I mean... Von Miller likes country music. Right. He'd be hell of a fit there in Nashville. Right. And, you know, there's some other people, uh, Leonard Williams, who I think is going to stay in New York. You know, I think that's realistic. Oh, I mean, Jadavian Clowney, but I, I wouldn't bring them him back if I was them. Um, you know, a guy like Justin Houston is going to be a free agent in Indianapolis. Yen, true. Yannick Ngakwe, although I think he stays in Baltimore. Ryan Kerrigan is definitely not coming back to Washington, so that could be a really intriguing option for him. Leonard Floyd. Yeah, even, you know, if you look a little farther down the list, you got guys like Alex Okafor, uh, Romeo Aquara, you know. Olivier Vernon, who, right. he, I mean, he's got a name. He's He didn't really do what they wanted him to do there in uh, Cleveland, but. Right, I mean, that's that's just a few options for Exactly, him. so, I mean, it's definitely there. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I think they're still going to be competitive next year. Without a doubt. I think they still compete, at least in that division. Uh, I think, honestly, the most intriguing team and the one that we're kind of got the biggest question mark in this division would be Indy. Yeah, um, let's we can go over the Carson Wentz trade here real quick. So this is obviously old news at this point, but the Colts acquired Carson Wentz from the Philadelphia Eagles for a third-round pick in 2021 and a conditional second in 2022. That could turn into a first, depending on how much he plays. 75% of the snaps, I believe, is what it is. Or 70% and they make the playoffs. Correct. Um, they needed a quarterback. Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily who they wanted. I think I heard a report that they initially tried to acquire Derek Carr, but the Raiders said no, and I guess they went back and settled on what I think is a fair price for once, because here's the way I look at it. Would I have given up any sort of first for Carson Wentz after last year? No, but it being a conditional, I mean, if he plays 75% or 70% and they make the playoffs, I mean, I think they're in good shape, and I think maybe he started to turn things around. So they maybe wouldn't mind losing that first if that becomes the case. Well, and that's the thing. If it does become the case, I mean, there's a good chance that the first-round pick is going to be a pretty late first-round pick. Yeah, and they're still going to have their first two this year, so that was I think that's a win for them. Um, but... This, I think they have the most complete roster in the division. Well, Carson's not going to be running for his life, so that's yeah. a positive. Aside from quarterback, I mean, they're going to need a, a new left tackle. Anthony Costanzo retired, I believe. I read a report that they might move Quentin Nelson to left tackle. Eh, I'd keep him at guard. He's, I would keep him inside, too, myself. But too, he's too good there. Use a, there's plenty of tackle depth in this class. Just use, use a first or second on the tackle and don't think twice about it. But, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see Carson Wentz back with Frank Reich. They were really tight in, in Philadelphia, and he was never quite the same once Frank Reich left. It's true. And this is a team ready-made to win. You know, if they just need the right man at the wheel. And we'll see if Carson Wentz is that. He's going to have a lot of people skeptical after what happened. Including me. Yes. And, I mean, listen, everybody should have a healthy amount of skepticism regarding Carson Wentz. In fact, I wouldn't be a. I mean, the Colts might want to think of some sort of backup plan that's not Jacoby Brissett. 
but they do have Jacob Eason. Yeah, they do. He's got a cannon of an arm, and he also has a year under the the system. So I mean, yeah. he, he at least knows the playbook. Right. I think that's one of those mid round QB picks that we'll throw throw a dart at and see if it, something happens. Exactly. And other than that, I I don't know if T Y Hilton sticks around. Um, even even if he's really not the kind of receiver Carson Wentz typically likes to throw to, he likes to throw to bigger guys. That's fair. Tight ends, big guys like Alshon Jeffrey. I mean, free agent. Yeah. I mean, I I loved Alshon coming out, but you know, I mean, I'm I'm sure he'll find somewhere if he can prove that he's healthy. Well, he's that's a the solid thing. receiver. Yeah. But uh, I can definitely see them being active on the receiver market, whether it be in the draft or in free agency, they have some cap space to work with. I don't know if maybe they'd try to go out and get an Allen Robinson, just kind of push all their chips into the middle and say, we're going for it this year and just surround Carson Wentz with weapons and see what happens. Their defense is fine. They definitely need to re-sign Xavier Rhodes. So. Yeah, I would say that, uh, because Malik Hooker is a free agent, and based on his body of work, I don't think they're going to re-sign him. Yeah, I mean, they have they have a lot of free agents, but a lot of guys are who aren't going to cost a lot of money to bring back. It's true. I think, honestly, they go and grab, like you said, maybe grab like another receiving threat. Um, I found it funny. I saw the report that Michael Pittman's not giving up 11. So uh, Carson Wentz will have a new number in Indy. <laughs> but, uh... Damn it. I saw Barstool Big Cat tweeted out, he's already lost a locker room he's never even been in. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Big Cat. Shout out PFT. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. Okay. Last team left is Houston. So let's uh, let's talk about it. Let's um, uh, Just prepare for a rough year, Texans fans. I'm yeah. sorry. If you're in Houston or the surrounding areas and you enjoy watching Texans football... Galveston looks nice. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um... My biggest thing with the Texans right now, I again, I stated in our last podcast, I don't think Deshaun Watson gets traded, but at this point, I think their best move is just to tear it all down and start over. I really do. Well, yeah. I mean, they're not picking in the first round for this year or next year? No, they, they have their first round pick next year, but okay. they don't have their first or second this year. That's right. So it's this year, first one and two. So if I am Houston, listen... You're just going to waste another year of Deshaun Watson's prime. You're probably going to waste a couple because this is a multi-year fix no matter how good Deshaun Watson is. I mean, even the best quarterbacks need help around them. Look what happened to Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. His offensive line went down, and it really exposed So did the rest of the ship. Yes. It was rough. Yeah. He, I mean, he had no time to do anything. Um, I really and truly do think the best thing for them to do is just tear it all down and start over. Just, you're going to have to be bad for a few years. Get get the massive haul that you can for Deshaun Watson and don't look back. Exactly. No, I, I mean, they, they could even trade other guys they have under contract, like Laramie Tunsil would probably bring something. Uh, you got a couple tackle needy teams. I, 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 I could see them getting a decent return for Laramie Tunsil. It'd be a pretty quick turnaround. but Yeah, like I said, I just, that's... That's what I'm saying for Houston. Just tear it all down and start over. Maybe get rid of Jack Easterby. <laughs> right. But, um, because I just don't think the situation with Deshaun can be fixed at this point. I think it's too far gone. 
I don't think he can either. Um, do I think that they do the typical like hard-headed GM thing and continue to tell and just stonewall other teams? I well, I do. You're but, you're gonna piss a lot of people off if you just kind of do that to despite despite Deshaun, and it's not fair to him. He's been good to the organization in the city in his time there, but I mean, you just sometimes you just fuck up, and it happens, and just it's best for everybody at this point just to move on. I mean, if if we're talking about assets that they can move from their current team to get capital to build their future team, I mean, the only piece they really have is Deshaun Watson. Right. And they don't even have cap space to get him a little help in free agency, exactly. so it's not looking great there. It's just ugly. So, moving out west, you kind of mentioned it, but, man, those Chiefs need an offensive line. Well, They yeah. have two tackles that will be coming back in Eric Fisher, and then Laurent Duvernay-Terdiff. Is, uh, is, Schwartz still, is was Schwartz still coming back, or is he retired now? I haven't heard anything about Mitchell Schwartz. Yeah, because he was hurt. I know he was hurt in the Super Bowl. But, but um, you know, with Eric Fisher, I don't even know if he's going to be back to start the season. And if that's the case, I could honestly see him, sorry about that, being some sort of cap casualty. That's fair. And even though he's, I think he's solid left tackle, um, I think if he's ready to go by the start of training camp. It's a different story. Yeah, it's probably not even a thought. But, yeah, like we were referencing earlier, that uh, injuries on the offensive line really hurt the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I mean, it pretty much cost them the Super Bowl. You gotta have depth on the offensive line, and they didn't. And everything went wrong for them that game. Everything collapsed. I seen a picture. I'm sure everybody on the internet has seen at this point of the two, the guard and the tackle that were blocking each other. That was pretty solid. Yeah, that was fun. Um, other than that, <laughs> love to see it. Other than that, the Chiefs have some needs on defense. Um, they kind of just ignored it and said we're just. I'm not even going to care and just outscore you by 30 every game. We're just going to win like, every game 60 to 30. We're going to score 35 points a game, and if you keep up with that, more power to you. That's basically their strategy. <laughs> right. But realistically, they need some help on defense. Their secondary is not great. Uh, I mean, Tyron Matthews great. Legereus Sneed was very good for him last year. But after that, they really need some help there. Um, I don't have an issue with their defensive line. Um could use a little help. Again, everybody needs depth in those areas. We're just kind of nitpicking because the Chiefs are a pretty complete team overall. Um, I don't think they're as complete as some people make them out to be, but they're going to be fine next year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're, they're going to be gonna right back out. in the mix. They're it's... still going to come out and win at least 12 games, you know. Maybe beat your Chargers twice. We'll see. They lost to the Raiders this year, so we'll see. Um, almost should have lost to them twice, really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Chiefs, they're going to be fine. They're, they're the Chiefs. I mean, as long as Patrick Mahomes is running the show, they're going to be just fine. Don't draft another running back in the first round, idiots. Right. <laughs> Stop doing that. Um, as far as the Broncos, I think the Drew Locke experiment's over. Did you see that the Broncos are now the odds-on favorite to land Deshaun Watson? I did see that. According to Vegas. That would be absurd. <laughs> Side note, we need to go to Vegas again. Right, no kidding. <laughs> but... Deshaun Watson, I to Denver, I love that fit for him. I really do. Even though, you know, I know you hate the Broncos. Being so. completely unbiased and leaving, <laughs> leaving my wanna, ego behind. You don't want to see it, you know? 
don't want to see it because then you'd be in a division with Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Um, but, I mean, that offense is ready to roll. That offense could be explosive with the right man there. You know, they got they drafted Jerry Judy last year, K.J. Hamler. They have Noah Fant and Albert Okuibunum at tight end, both good playmakers. And Cortland Sutton will be back. They have running backs. Garrett Bowles was good for them on the offensive line. They could use a little depth there, but... I mean, again, just get the right quarterback there, and they're in good shape. And if they get Deshaun Watson, that could be a scary team. 100%. It's it's one of those things where Deshaun Watson's going to make any situation better. Because, listen, we're both, we both like Mizzou here. We're both Missouri guys. Drew Locke ain't it. I'm sorry. He just, he's not it. And it pains me to say that because I liked him coming out of college. Uh, I thought he was poorly coached by the Barry Odom-led Mizzou Tigers. Um, maybe I was wrong. You know, I uh, I like Drew a lot. I think he's very good for the team. Um, I feel like he's a fun guy to be around, at least from what we can see in the reports and sure. obviously what we see on Twitter and all that, on, you know, all that nonsense. But, sure. I mean, he's just not the guy. He, he misses open throws. He has all the weapons in the world. They've built around him and... And how much of a leash are you willing to give him? A hundred percent. It's now on the defensive side of the ball, and you know I know they cut some people in the secondary, mm-hmm. so you know maybe that's a, that's if they don't get Deshaun Watson, I could see them going corner with a ninth pick. I'm sure Caleb Farley and Patrick Sertan will both be there, um, so they could have their choice of guys like that. I've seen a lot of mocks having them take Micah Parsons there. Um, I. I mean, we'll cover this in our NFC preview, but I don't think he'll be there at 9. Because I think Micah Parsons is too good. Um, what's going on with the Von Miller situation? I heard he was being charged with something and nothing ever came out about it. You know, I'm, I'm admittedly not fully up to date on the situation, but, I mean, there was there was something going on about a month or so back, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a whole, like, uh, there was, like, a whole thing for maybe like a week, and then just kind of fizzled out because the team wasn't sharing anything about it. And, and I'm sure it'll come out eventually. But, well, of course. Um, you know, I, I, wondered if, I would wonder if they would cut him. I don't think they would. He's kind of a Denver legend at this point. You know, Super Bowl MVP. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. I guess depending on the severity of the issue at he's, hand. He's still so good, too, you know. He just got hurt last year. Um you know, him and Bradley Chubb were make were a good pass rushing duo. Hundred percent. I hated seeing them twice a year. Again, Den- Denver, listen to me, go get Deshaun Watson. Hundred percent. Push the chips to the middle of the table. You're ready to go. Uh, as far as Vegas, defense. Holy crap. Yeah, defense. you need everything on defense. Literally everything. And I mean. <laughs> But I don't know if I trust Mike Mayock and John Gruden at this point to draft anybody on defense because everything they've tried so far has sucked. Right. <laughs> I mean... Cleveland Farrell, Cleveland number four. Cleveland Farrell, fourth overall. Woof. Jonathan Abram, woof. Uh, I mean, Max, Max Crosby, sorry about that. Max Crosby's okay. You know, he's a good second pass rusher. He's been rusher. serviceable. He's a good number two pass rusher, but he would thrive with somebody better besides him. Yeah, maybe like a Khalil Mack or something along those yeah. lines. Wow, what a, novel, what a novel idea that would be. Hey, pass rushes are a dime a dozen. Yeah, you know, yeah, truly, no. truly they're a dime a dozen. 
Um, wonder what they're going to do with the quarterback spot there in Vegas because um, they need to make some moves to get back under the salary cap. You know, you've heard both Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota being mentioned in trade rumors. At this point, I don't think Derek Carr gets traded. I've heard multiple reports that they've turned away teams calling and asking about Derek Carr. Um, I've heard maybe that if they can't find a trade for Marcus Mariota, they may just have to cut him because you can't pay $11 million to a backup quarterback when you're having a bit of a difficulty in the salary cap situation. Right. Um, and if they do cut him, he'll definitely have a market. I, I mean, realistically, with the quarterbacks that are on the free agent list, oh, I mean, Mar it's Marcus, Marcus will get picked up right away. Easy, yeah. Because, I mean, you're looking at Jacoby Brissett, you're looking at Jameis Winston. I'm, I think Jameis goes back to New Orleans. 30 and 30. Eat it up. Eat it up. <laughs> no, but uh, I, Marcus, I think Marcus is going to be a serviceable quarterback. I think he honestly, if anybody's going to move from the Vegas quarterback room, it's going to be Marcus. Yeah, because they just, it's, it's what makes the most sense financially. Other than that, I don't hate them on the offensive side of the ball. Um, you know, Henry, they were good. Henry Ruggs wasn't productive last year, but in a way he helped the offense because you know, he provided that deep threat and kind of opened it up for other guys. Well, yeah, he takes the top off. Nelson Aguilar kind of had a career resurgence. Gonna, I think they're going to work to re-sign him. You know, Hunter Renfro's a good slot receiver. Um, and Darren Waller's one of the best tight ends in the league. And you have Josh Jacobs in the backfield. So, other and their offensive line's solid. Not It's not the best, but it's serviceable. And, you know, I think on the offensive side of the ball, they're just fine. But their deep, I mean... If your defense is going to give up 35 points a game, it's going to be hard to win games. True. So, fix that. Yeah, no kidding. Like, it's cool that you're putting up, you know, 28 to 40 points a game, but if you're losing by two or you're losing by three... Yeah, when, you know, your offense has to go back out and answer every single drive, it, you know, it makes things difficult. Now, as far as my Chargers... I'll let you take the wheel on this one. So, for me... Um, we got the answer at quarterback. It's pretty obvious. Justin Herbert just won the rookie of the year. Sure. Um, so my first instinct, obviously. Suck it, haters. Yeah, you could suck that. Stay out of my mentions, Vikings fans. I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> so my first instinct, um, obviously, it's what we talk about every year. If you follow the Chargers in any way, shape, or form, and it's the offensive line. Um, you have your future at quarterback. Let's protect the guy, right? Right. Um, I think that that's going to be where we go with 13. I think we're going to take a tackle. We're going to take some offensive lineman at 13. I think that's fair. Pick your poison of uh, Rayshon Slater or Christian Darasaw, whoever you like better there. I've seen a lot of reports tying us to Darasaw. I think I like Darasaw a little bit better. Um, I think some people see – I think Slater is good, and there's some people that even have him as the number one tackle on their board, like uh, Daniel Jeremiah does. Mm -hmm. I saw that. Even though I think it's crazy to have anybody but Penny Sewell at number one on right. the tackle board. But that's just me. But I think I've also seen some people say that – uh, Slater might be better suited playing guard in the NFL. And that's just a size that. thing. Um, I mean, he's 6'4", I think. Um, typical, like, inside lineman kind of size. But the kid is nasty. I mean, yeah. he, he showed that he can play tackle. I think either I think either way, I mean, I think they'll be fine there. If one of those corners drops to them, Sertan or Farley, I wouldn't hate that pick either. Not even a little bit, just because you have an aging Chris Harris and Casey Hayward. Um, and even realistically, if... I mean, this is just kind of being selfish, but let's say a Kyle Pitts or one of those top three receivers of Waddle, Jamar Chase, or Devontae Smith Oof. fell down there. 
if I was the Chargers, I'm not hesitating to pick that. Because with that division, especially if, what I said earlier, if Deshaun Watson goes to the Broncos, you're going to need weapons to keep up with those two, with the with, with the Broncos and the Chiefs. And the Mike Williams scenario is still kind of up in the air, whether we're going to sign him, whether we're going to move on from Mike Williams. There's there's a lot of different and again, that could rumors just, circulating. And that could just be a, you know, a situation of what happens in the draft and... You know, we'll see how it plays out for the Chargers. Um, on the defensive side, I really like what they have if they can stay healthy. 100%. you got to think, Melvin Ingram is a free agent this year. Okay. He'll be 32 in April. So, I mean... Do you think it's worth re-signing him? <sighs> as much as you like. Listen, the the fan in me wants, me, wants to keep Mel and yeah, have him retire a Chargers. Just like a one- or two-year deal? Even if it was just like a one- or two-year deal, if he would take a little bit less money... Um, I think Uchenna and Wosu is going to be a great pass rusher for us. I think that you let that guy play. Um, Melvin Ingram has been a staple in the Chargers organization for years now. Um, I think realistically the problem that we have and we have had for years is the interior defensive line. We can't stop the run. It's rough. Yeah, unfortunately it's not really a good draft for the defensive players this year. Um, maybe you could try to find somebody in free agency or take some swings on guys and, you know, the day two picks. But um, other than that, you know, I'm really hopeful that Derwin James can come back and stay healthy next year because I really love watching Derwin James play. The guy's everywhere. Yeah, he is one of the most fun defensive players to watch in the league when healthy. You know, they got they have Joey Bosa, one of the best pass rushers. Again, needs to stay healthy. Uh, they drafted Kenneth Murray last year. He had a okay rookie year, you know. But coming off of a surgery, it was a, it was a bad a, year overall for rookie linebackers. So I'll give them all a pass, you know. With especially with a you know what was pretty much a no off season, I'm fine with just you know give them give them a pass. They're fine. Exactly. They'll be fine. I still think the Chargers are a wagon this year. So let's book that real quick. Put that on record. I hope for your sake, they are. <laughs> Hey, if uh, Deshaun goes to Denver, though, that might change my mind a little bit. Oh, Jesus. Mom, if you're listening and you get Deshaun Watson, I'm going to be very upset with you. And we probably won't talk all year. Um, Mom's a Broncos fan, for those of you who didn't gather that. Quiet the haters. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, going up north, man. Uh, what's going on with Ben Roethlisberger? What's the deal there? Um, listen, I'm just going to come out and say it. If I'm the Steelers, I don't want Ben back. I really don't. He's not good anymore. He's gonna. He, he said he'll play for whatever amount of money, but I'm sure his agents were like, eh, "Are you, you sure? Why don't we dial that back just a little easy bit?" Easy there, killer. We were but just set to make forty-one mil. He's just not good anymore, and you can't. You know, they they have some salary cap issues. They they can't pay him. They can't justify having that. Like, he, I'm sorry, but you got to move on from Ben Roethlisberger. He, you know. Probably gonna go in the Hall. Of, I think he will go in the Hall of Fame. Well, yeah. I mean, he's got a couple Super Bowls to his name. Super Bowl champion. You know, you know um, it's gonna be hard on him when he uh, if he gets cut. You know, Big Big Ben doesn't like being told no, from what I understand. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Sorry. Allegedly. Um, yeah, I think they're but be- I think they're better off just moving on. Yeah, I mean, I, they I have Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, I mean, what else could you need? But exactly. Realistically. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they maybe bring him back to kind of. I don't think Mason Rudolph's the answer. 
Um, me being a Washington fan, I can tell you I don't think Dwayne Haskins is the answer. Best of luck to you on that one. Um, you know, I mean, maybe he could turn it around in Pittsburgh. I don't know. He wasn't happening in Washington. Well, he picked a new number because but, it means resurgence. Or he picked three because it's going to be third string. <laughs> right. But, uh, <laughs> um, realistically, they just need to move on from Ben Roethlisberger. That's what I have to say about the Pittsburgh Steelers. I agree. I mean, they play terribly on third down this year. And frankly, on a lot of other downs, too. I How think, they won 12 games, I don't know. I think there's a chance they could be the fourth best team in the, NF, the AFC North next year. That, I mean, that's probably a fair assumption. You know, we'll have to... The Browns have a stacked roster. We'll see what the Bengals do to put help around Joe Burrow, but I think Joe Burrow is a guy who's capable of elevating a team high enough. And if they get to wear those alternate white helmets... Those things are gonna be nasty. We'll see what the new we'll see what the new stripes look like. I'm excited. The Bengals always come out fire with the with the uniforms. You know, maybe in the off season sometime we'll do a uniforms dedicated episode. That'd be awesome. But going back to actual football here, um, yeah, I think the Steelers might be the worst team in the AFC North next year. I really do. And well, I mean, Baltimore's Baltimore. We'll get to them in a second. But. You hate to say it, though, because, I mean, their defense how, is so stacked. It, yeah, it just shows how important the quarterback position is. Because with a good quarterback, Pittsburgh might be the best team in the AFC North, the way their defense is built. You know, and they're kind of in, in between a rock and a hard place right now because their defense, led by T.J. Watt, isn't going to let you lose more than, like, max nine game, nine, maybe ten games. So they're going to kind of be... Being former Rams fans, we are well aware of what having a good defense with no quarterback yes. is like. It's called football purgatory. It's where you don't want to be. <laughs> no shit. But, yeah. Move on from Ben Roethlisberger. Just cut the cord. Maybe suck for a year. Be in on the quarterback class next year with guys like Rattler and Sam Howell and, you know, others. See what happens. As far as Baltimore goes, you kind of mentioned them. Um, realistically, man, Baltimore's pretty set. I mean, Baltimore's Baltimore, like you said. Um, yeah. They they have some needs, though. Like, sure. They definitely need help on the interior offensive line. They really missed Marshall Yonda last year. If they want to be just this run-heavy, power-run team, they need better guards. And, I mean, they might need a tackle now since Orlando Brown has apparently requested a trade. I will trade 13 to Baltimore for, for Orlando Brown why? every single time. Why? I wouldn't. Why not? Because you're going to have to pay him a big contract. That's fine. We have to, we have the cap space. For I would it. rather just I would rather just use the pick on a tackle and get him on a rookie deal. And have, Not at all. Have him cheap for four or five. <laughs> take a guy who has never played an NFL snap, or take a guy who in three seasons has made two Pro Bowls. But he's only ever played right tackle when he wants to be a left tackle. That's the thing. He played right tackle, but got moved to left tackle after Ronnie Stanley got hurt, and still made the Pro Bowl as a left tackle. I I, I wouldn't give. I'm a little biased because he's an OU guy, but 100%. I, I, I'm sorry, I am not giving up a pick that high for Orlando I would do Brown. It. Well, I'd do it. That's you and I'm me. Um, <laughs> Going back to Baltimore, though, I mean, realistically, if Orlando Brown does leave um, in a, any kind of hypothetical trade, they're going to need another tackle. And there's guys out there you can sign, you know. For sure. On the defensive side of the ball, I like a lot of what Baltimore has going for them, but they're going to need some pass rushers. Uh, I think Ngakwe stays. I think that... I think Ngakwe stays. I think Judon goes. I think that's fair. 
but I mean, even so, they still need more help in the pass rush. There's going to be some guys available where they're drafting to guys who are, you know, guys who are athletic freaks and good pass rushers like Jason O.A., Jalen Phillips, guys like that have a lot of talent. But there's question, there's some questions surrounding them that we'll go over whenever we talk more, get in more into draft talk. But they're going to be in a position to maybe fill some of those needs in the draft. That's fair. And, I mean, realistically, they can get my biggest need for them as far as, like, their offensive weaponry would be a number one receiver. Um, but, the, I mean, yes. there's plenty of receiver depth in this class that I think that they could get a guy on day two. I think the Ravens should be, like, big big on this receiver class, the free agent class, you know, Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin maybe, I think Kenny Galladay gets tagged, but there's other guys available, and I think they should be trying to get one of those top guys and lure them to Baltimore to help Lamar Jackson. There's a lot of, I mean, Hollywood's good, man, but it's one of those things where he doesn't really have to make a lot of contested catches. He's not a number one. He's, and he's just he's not, not a number one. Exactly. He's not your true number one. Um, maybe we trade Mike Williams for Orlando Brown. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but we can sit here and play, like, online GM as much as we want. But get some guy who can make contested catches. Get some guy who can get a couple guys on the line who can protect your quarterback, protect your running backs. I love your secondary. I love the secondary. I mean, it's arguably one of the best in, in the league. Baltimore, you're going to be just fine. And for people, because I have heard some takes on – not just our local St. Louis airwaves, but, you know, some people saying that this might be their last chance to win with Lamar for a while because they're going to have to pay him and they might have some salary cap issues to stop. He's 24 years old. He's not a 38-year-old quarterback who's never won a ring, just hanging on, trying to get one last one in there. He's he's Baltimore's going to be fine. Right. They're going to be just they're fine. They're going to be good. Um, as far as Cleveland, my biggest need for them was just a safety, honestly. Um, some secondary help, just because... Well, we'll see if Grant Delpit comes back for them. That's fair, because, I mean, there's... I mean, the guy was hurt, and, you know, you don't, we haven't seen him play a ton, um, especially with no offseason, no preseason, things like that. Right. Um, they need some linebackers, but I would also not be upset with them if they went pass rush to try to, you know, get somebody up, take some of the pressure off Miles Garrett. I've heard them as maybe a potential spot for J.J. Watt, and I actually love that fit. I really do. I think that would be an awesome fit, because then at that point, I mean, you go and sign a guy like JJ, then you have two dudes being doubled on the outside. You don't really have to worry about your pass rush anymore. You let that secondary do its thing, and then you can even draft a linebacker. There's plenty of linebackers there. You know, is Cleveland going from being this factory of sadness to an actual destination? Good for Cleveland. How about that, right? Good for Cleveland. <laughs> Believe land, baby. Hell yeah. I love it. No, um, yeah, they're in a prime position. If I were them, I'd. I would try to get J.J. Watt, maybe take a linebacker in the draft. Um, they're in a position to do one. I think that some guys will be there, you know, maybe like a Zayvon Collins, I think fits their scheme really well. Um, what are they going to do about Odell Beckham? I don't know. I think uh, I've seen a lot of rumors about him moving. Um, I personally think that would be the best move for the team. Right, I do too. Uh, just because, I mean, that's the thing, man. Baker, Baker does well when Odell's not in the lineup. We've seen that. Odell's just a head-scratcher at this point. To me, if you can get something of decent value for him, I'm taking it. I'm sorry. I'm, I mean, you can... This... If you want another receiver, go out and draft one. This class will have plenty available on day two, day, a few good day three guys. 
just go get one and just cut your losses with Odell Beckham. It didn't work. Yeah. And I think they play better without him. I really do. You know, it's one of those situations where it always seemed like Baker was trying to force him the ball because when he wasn't getting enough touches, he was being vocal about it. And I just, I don't, I don't think it's a good fit there anymore. I don't think so either. I think Odell needs to go to a team where he can be the guy like he was in New York. You know, right. there wasn't really many options out there, and it was something where it was like, all right, well, we're going to throw it up and hope you know, Odell's out there. And they even have some guys there already. Basically, I mean, Jarvis Landry's a good receiver. Donovan Peoples-Jones had an okay rookie year. Rashard Higgins really Rashard came into Higgins, his own. You know, and again, you know, just cut your losses. Please. 100%. Because their offensive line is stacked. Defensive line, if they can get another pass rusher, is stacked. All right. While we're in Ohio, let's go visit the Bungles. Uh, yeah, Cincinnati. I think this is honestly a pretty open and shut case. I mean, they do have a lot of needs, but... Throw every resource you can at building an offensive line to Without keep Joe Burrow upright. You know, Jonah Jackson... No, Jonah Williams, sorry. Jonah Williams. Jonah, Jonah Jackson plays for the Lions. But Jonah Williams is good. Everyone else sucks on their offensive line. Hopefully, you know, hope and pray to... You know, every Cincinnati fan, hope and pray to any god you believe in or don't believe in, any sort of weird entity, that Penne Sewell falls to you at number five. Without a doubt. Because if that's if he's there at number five, you should be sprinting the card in. Sprinting. You know, it's the it's it would be the easiest pick of the draft. You know, whether he falls there, there remains to be seen. But I mean there's tackles who are gonna be available in free agency. Just you have to fix that offensive line. Without a doubt. I think, uh, obviously, being the offensive line, that's going to be the biggest one. But you also have, I mean, Tyler Boyd is good. T. Higgins had a pretty decent rookie year. And that's another thing I, you know, I've seen some people debate. If Penny Sewell is not there, what do they do? And my answer would be take Jamar Chase. Right. Find another way to fix the offensive line because then you would, you know, you'd have Joe Burrow's favorite weapon from college to go to. You'd have a great receiving core, you know. Again, the offensive Because John line, Ross is gone. I we can. All but and A.J. Green has probably played his last down as a Cincinnati Bengal. I imagine. I don't see him coming back. I think that's that's a situation that has run its course. Personally, I think uh, I think Jamar Chase would look pretty good in orange and black. But, again, but realistically, Penny do I... Sewell is priority number one. For 100%. Me. But the Bengals are really weird about trading up or down in the draft. I don't think they... I just don't think they do it at all. So, you know, we'll see what happens in the five... Again, at five, again, I would take Jamar Chase. Don't panic and just take the next guy on your board, like a Rayshon Slater or a Darisaw at five, because it's not good value. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, you know, again, they have needs. It wasn't ter- they weren't t- terrible, but they weren't good either. You know, they signed DJ Reader last year, but I believe he got injured. They need they need some help in the secondary. I guess any any day two picks. I think would be good allocated towards the defensive side of the ball for them. I would say that would probably be the best. Because, I mean, realistically, at five, if you get Pinay Sewell or Jamar Chase sitting there, like you said, sprint the damn card down there. Yeah, don't don't overthink it. Just take take the best player on your board. Let's uh let's head out east. To I wanna east coast. I wanna talk about the Patriots, man. What's gonna go on there? Just tear it down. Again, I'm gonna, it's another one. I'm going to yeah. say the same thing I said about Houston, although the situation in New England isn't quite as dire because you don't have a 25-year-old potential Hall of Fame quarterback who wants out. But just, like, you know, see what you can get for some of these old guys, Stephon Gilmore, 
the McCordys. Like it's just it's time. It's you know, don't be mad that you have to rebuild. You just came off you know one of the most incredible twenty year runs any team's ever seen. But it's time to just it's time to tear it all down and let's start over. Well, that's the thing. Stop holding on to the aging superstars. Let them move on. You know, do their things. And you know, I've seen a lot of people mocking like a Mac Jones thing. I would love that pick. I think he's a good Belichick quarterback, but I think they might be a year early on taking a quarterback. That's fair. Um, realistically, I think... I wouldn't hate to pick, but I just think maybe there's other needs there. Realistically, if they do go with the rebuild scenario, I think that Bill is gone. I, th- I think Bill takes off for greener pastures. You know, yeah, I can see that. Um, that would be... That's a really interesting thought. Maybe something that could manifest itself a little later in the offseason. But, yeah, New England, they're just in kind of a tough spot right now. Because, I mean, this isn't going to be the Patriots of the early 2000s. You know, no. this is... And I, the thing is, I don't think getting a guy like Mac Jones and plugging him in fixes the issues necessarily. Well, that's the thing. I mean, think about who their pass catchers are. I mean... Who are they? Julian Edelman <laughs> was Nikhil. a shadow of himself. Nikhil I mean, Harry was a bad pick. They need to move on from that project. They could have had a guy like A.J. Brown or D.K. Metcalf or my boy Scary Terry. Um, you want Nikhil Harry. Yeah. Your best ugly. option was Jacoby Myers. Come on. Ugly. Come on. No, yeah. Just... Neither of the tight ends worked out. It's, it's just a... Let's just say this, New England fans. Uh, this next upcoming decade might not be as friendly to you as the last two. <laughs> might be, not, just and guess might not what? Be you fucking deserve it. Fuck the Patriots. Sorry, guys. Again, former Rams fans. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Um, you fucking cheated in that first Super Bowl and you know it. The snowball was bullshit. It was a fumble. A tough rule. Get the fuck out of here. Sorry, Patriots fans. So, if there are any listening. If you're, uh, if you're part of Bill's Mafia, you gotta be smiling, right? Yeah. I mean, um, you're gonna feel basically the same team, same coaching staff. You know, the past few years, they've been very active in free agency. Um, I wonder if they're that way again this year. They're not a team who has, like, a whole lot of pressing needs, you know. Everybody... This is going to be nitpicking. Yeah, everybody needs, you know, you could use some secondary depth. Everybody could, you know, a little bit of help on the offensive line. Well, yeah, the fact that Josh Norman was on the field at all is a joke. Got just ragdolled by Derrick Henry. (laughs) Without a doubt. I think you should, I mean, I would retire. Just go home. On the field. At halftime, maybe? No, not even halftime. I'm just coming off the field, taking all my gear off, and announcing my retirement. Just right there. I'm done. I'm done. I can't ever play another down of football after that. No self-respecting man could. But I think, kind of what I said for Tennessee and Baltimore, you know, they're going to be, you know, they're picking late in the draft. And I think it would be a good spot for them to take some pass rush. They need help on the pass rush more than anything. Their defense wasn't underperformed last year, I think. I think that's fair. I mean, and, God, they need to... I don't know if Zach Moss or Devin Singletary is the answer at running back. Their run game is atrocious. Right, but I you're having a hard time selling me on picking a running back in the top three rounds for the third year in a row. That's a hard sell. I mean, maybe a guy like Najee Harris or Etienne appeals to them. I mean, I hate taking first-round running backs. Um, 
But I realistically think if either of those guys goes in the first round, it's going to be a reach. I think those are definitely day two picks. Early, early day two picks. If you want to surround Josh Allen with weapons, and maybe that's the way to go, but I'm saying I don't support it. Honestly, I think if as far as their draft goes, I mean, what are they picking like 28, 29? I think thirty. Yeah, they're like they're like deep in yeah. the first round. Yeah. Maybe they take one of the tackles. I know Daryl Williams is supposed to be a free agent. They built their line really well. Um, but I mean if they're gonna start running the ball, they have to have an aggressive right side. Or one of the like, you know, a lot of the interior guys should be there. Landon Dickerson. Y. Davis. Y. Davis. Yeah. You know, so that wouldn't be a bad strategy for them. I would like that better than the running back. I uh, agreed. But for me, the number one need for them would be the pass rush. Yeah, you got to take some pressure off at Oliver. Maybe a spot for J.J. Watt? I've seen a lot of reports tying him there. That'd be pretty solid. I don't know if he likes playing in the cold or not, but we'll see. It's pretty close to Canada. Mm-hmm. Go and see Niagara Falls, maybe have some Buffalo wings. It's beautiful. I mean, I like Buffalo. How are they, by the way? I've been to Buffalo. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. If we're going to talk Buffalo wings for just a second, the Buffalo wings in Buffalo at the Anchor Bar are nothing special. They're nothing you couldn't get anywhere else in the country. I get the fact that it's cool. <laughs> That, you know, you eat where basically the buffalo wing was invented. And they are good wings, but they're not special. Big back, bombs. Back Big bombs on this show. Back to football. <laughs> Niagara Falls is cool. <laughs> I think Miami's a really intriguing option um, as far as, like, you know, what's going to happen here. I think they've got a really good team. Um, they can win right now. I mean, like you said, I mean, Flores was in the coach of the year conversation last year. Right, and people had mentioned that maybe that's a Deshaun Watson winning spot. Um, it makes some sense. Maybe Miami could entice them by adding to a to any deal because Nick Casario, who's now the GM of the Houston Texans, supposedly, who worked for the Patriots last year, supposedly really liked Tua coming out, and they were looking to see if there were any avenues to try and move up and get him, but there wasn't. And he's in Miami now. Um, but realistically, if I'm Miami, I think I'm giving to another chance. Like, yeah, I mean, give the man some starters. He, was, he came off a catastrophic injury and was kind of just thrown there. See, if I was Miami personally, I wouldn't have started Tua at all last year. I think that was a mistake. I would have just let Ryan Fitzpatrick have the whole year. Well, that's the thing. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick was playing well, too. It's just one of those things where they felt the pressure coming from Every which way, like, oh, well, why did we draft him at number five? Right, and you were playing with house money, too, because you had that Houston pick, and they were awful from the get-go last year. You were playing with house money. Um, what I'm doing if I'm Miami with that third pick is I am taking a receiver. I'm taking Jamar Chase. Open and shut, I'm not taking People will say, what about Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle? They played with two at my Alabama. I don't care. Jamar Chase is the best receiver in the draft, and if you think otherwise, you're wrong. I think uh, with that second pick, they should probably go ahead and take one of the interior guys. Either that or some pass rush. I agree with you. Yeah. I'd say that uh, realistically, man, because they have, what was it, Robert Hunt and Austin Jackson at the tackles, I believe. Yes. Um, so I think those guys, you let them play. Let them do their thing. They're young. They're on rookie contracts. Let them do their thing. Uh, maybe you go get Landon Dickerson. Maybe. Um, wouldn't hurt. Well, definitely wouldn't hurt. Uh, if Wyatt Davis is there, which he should be at 18, I would think. He might be able to get some of those guys in the second round. It's possible, you know. You want to take a flyer on somebody else at 18, you know. Protect Tua. Um, get him some weapons. 
and let's see how this thing goes. That's that's what I'm saying for Miami. You know, don't. Maybe that's just because I like to Deshaun Watson to the Broncos fit so much, but you know, Miami. I think you're in a good spot this year, and I think you're going. Two is going to be better next year. I agree. I uh, I say give two a chance. I mean, they have a. I mean, on the de- defensive side of the ball again. Like I say, feel like I say about every team, but you know they need some pass rush help. It's not the worst, but it's not the best. I like their secondary a lot. Um, again, this is just nitpicking. Brian Flores coached them very well on the defensive side of the ball, and hell of a coach. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I think Miami's in a good spot, especially with having the two first round picks. You know, Miami. I think you're going to be good next year. I think you. I mean, how you had what ten wins this year? You're the second best team in the just, AFC East. You'll be fine. Think. Just keep building on what you got. Yeah. You're, you're doing all right. Don't overthink things. And then we've got our usual shit show, the Jets. Maybe not. You know, we'll see how Robert Sala does for them. I don't think it's a complete 180 right off the jump, but, no, you know, I think it's going to take some time. They've got some pieces to build around, but I think if they keep their number two pick, they need to take Zach Wilson. Yeah, breaks my heart because I really wanted to see him in Washington. <laughs> I'm but, sure he would fall that far, yep. That makes sense. Well, that's, that's when we were still, like, one and seven, okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, that's the pick for him. I, I think he's the second-best quarterback in the draft easily. I'm not I think, I'm not overthinking it. I, I like Justin Fields. I like Trey Lance. They're not Zach Wilson. I'm sorry. And I, well, I think, see, when people argue Fields versus Wilson, I think Fields might have a higher floor, but Wilson has a higher ceiling. I think that's fair. You know, do you want to go with the high upside guy who could potentially be a superstar, or do you want to go with the safer pick? And, I mean, I have my issues with Justin Fields. Again, we'll go over all the stuff when we talk more about the draft. But the Jets, I mean, they have a lot of needs. I mean, their secondary detail, they need edge rushers. They need, I mean, they need receivers. Glenn Williams is a force. Um, They have, we'll see what happens with Jamison Crowder. Heard he might be a cap casualty, which would be weird to me because he was their best weapon last year. And you're going to bring a rookie quarterback in and immediately take away your best offensive weapon. Right. You know, they got Denzel Mims, who had an okay year, a rookie year. He was solid. I liked the pick at the time. and They need more help on the offensive side of the ball, for sure, though. You know, aside oh, yeah. from Makai Becton, they need help on that line. At least we know Frank Gore will never retire, and they'll just always have a running back. You know, it's weird with Frank Gore. Like, I never know he's actually still in the league until I'm just randomly watching a game, and they're like, and Frank Gore takes the ball. I'm like, wait, he's, like, here's the thing. Frank Gore has been playing football since I was in, like, third or fourth grade, and I've been out of high school for eight years now. Right. <laughs> We're approaching our 10-year reunion, and, and Frank Gore is still in the NFL. He's still going. Like, his son's about to get drafted, I think, in a year or two, and he's still going. Right. But, no. They need a lot of help in the run game. Um, again, I'm not taking a running back with either of my first-round picks from the Jets because you have a high day two pick. Maybe go there with that. You should have your pick of the litter of a guy like ETN or Najee Harris, Javante Williams. You know, we'll just really depends on the kind of scheme that they're gonna start running up there because it's yes. it's all gonna be different. I mean, everything's gonna be different. So if you're a Jets fan, things are looking up. J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Please don't ever do that again. I won't. <laughs> um, all right, just rapid fire, man. Who's going to win these divisions? Start with the South. The South, uh, the Colts. 
I agree. I think the Colts are the team best suited to win that division. Yes. Um, if anybody's going to sneak up on them, it'll be Tennessee. I think I, I think Jacksonville's got a better shot than Tennessee. I really do, depending on how they handle the free agency. Well, it's going to all go to depend. Yes. But they, West, Chiefs. Chiefs. Damn it. Unless. <laughs> Shut up. Don't don't put don't put that on me. <laughs> oh God. Okay. North. I'm gonna say Cleveland. I'm saying Baltimore because I think I think they're gonna fix their offensive line issues and I think they're gonna be good again next year. I think not that they weren't good this year, but they after they're not the Ravens that we expected. After going 14 and two the last year before that, and they were a little underwhelming. I think the East is pretty open and shut. I think the Bills win that division. I think that's Buffalo Bills. Buffalo, get your table, buy pre-order your table so now (laughs) immediately because it's gonna be a rough year for you. Rough year for the tables in Buffalo. You got a lot to look forward to. Exactly. I could, I could see you right back in the AFC title game next year. I think that they're honestly the one of my favorites in the AFC. I think. Uh, I mean, obviously the Chiefs are going to be a fucking powerhouse. I hate to say it because I fucking hate the Chiefs. Okay, like again, can you just imagine if the Broncos get Deshaun Watson? Like it's going to be impossible for you to win your division for the next twenty years, no matter how good. There's so many question marks. <laughs> I, I love the offseason because if when you're thinking about the offseason, I mean, there's so many different storylines. It's like, this person's going this place, and this person's getting cut. Yeah, here's the like the, like, March and April, like, the free agency and the lead-up to the draft, like, it's almost as fun as, like, the actual season itself. Oh, yeah, because half these stories are bullshit. Half of them have some kind of grounding to them. It's just yeah. like... What I'm going to miss about the whole COVID thing in free agency is like you see the reports like, oh, this guy visited here, this guy visited here, and he's staying an extra night, and he's coming back tomorrow. What could this mean? <laughs> but it's, you know, the off-season is a fun time. You know, it gets... After, after the draft, it gets a little rough. Once you hit the months, you know, May, June, things start ramping up a little bit back in July. You know, that little three-month stretch... It's going to be pretty quiet, but, you know. At least it gives us something to talk about, <laughs> you know? We'll have, we'll have, well, you know, we're going to do a lot of different things. Like like I said, maybe an episode on just what our favorite jerseys are, breaking down that. We could do a football movies episode where your favorites and least favorites there. You know, we'll find our ways to entertain all, oh, yeah. all, all maybe five or ten <laughs> Yeah, we're going to play around with this thing, and you guys are going to be along for the ride. But... All right, I think that about wraps it up. We'll have our NFC preview next week. Until then, see you guys next time.